on Jacob Taubes, and his bar mitzvah portion was Shabbat Zachor, the Sabbath of Remembrance. And this is this is what he chanted, all right? Remember what Amalek did to you on your journey after you left Egypt, how undeterred by fear of God he surprised you on the march when you were famished and weary, cut down all the stragglers in your rear, all right? You could just apply this to rats. Remember what the black rats did to you on your journey, or you could just apply this to eucalyptus trees. Like, remember what the eucalypti did to you. Therefore, when the Lord your God grants you safety from all your enemies around you in the land that the Lord your God is giving you as a hereditary portion, you shall blot out the memory of the eucalypti from under heaven. Do not forget, then in his half-Torah portion, the, the portion from the prophets from 1 Samuel 15, the prophet commands King Saul, thus says the Lord, I am exacting the penalty for what Amalek slash eucalypti slash black rats did to you for the assault he made upon you on the road. Now go attack Amalek, eucalypti, black rats, proscribe all that belongs to him, spare no one, but kill alike men and women, infants and sucklings. Uh, it's just horrifying genocidal rhetoric. A few chapters earlier in Deuteronomy chapter 20, verses 15 to 18, God demands a similar wiping out of the seven peoples of the land of Israel. Why? Lest they lead you into doing all the abhorrent things that they have done for their gods. Oh, so we can't have any religious competition. We're unwilling to live in a diverse society. We won't put up with pluralism. No religious freedom for us. No freedom of speech here. I just want you to wipe out the seven nations. So Jacob Taubes says that his bar mitzvah portion sowed the seeds of his suspicion of the law. And then think about eucalyptus trees, right? Think about the problems that some people are seeing with eucalyptus trees, and so they want to severely limit the growth of eucalyptus trees. They want to discriminate against eucalypti. Okay, down off of Saratoga Creek, we've got a large blue gum that has died. It's actually got a little bit of sucker growth coming back. But if you look up on the bark, you can see areas all the way up where it's been attacked by, I'm guessing, woodpeckers going after the... So now they're going after dead bluegum eucalypti. Insects under the bark. And I do know that the eucalyptus longhorn borer is a big problem in these trees. I see lots and lots of entry holes way up there. Oh, so we've got a, another animal that just happens to be able to outcompete eucalypti and kill them. And so that's a problem. You can't see right, it in this video. The very tip of that branch yeah, all the way up. So um, that's going to be my educated guess as to what killed it. You know, the secondary. People don't want to talk about the eucalyptus question, but I will. Because unlike everyone else, I'm not afraid of the eucalyptus lobby. I am tired of how the eucalyptus lobby, lobby is just dominating our politics, dominating our foreign policy, perverting our government, preventing the execution of justice and sucking up our valuable water resources and, and making life tough for you know our native wildlife, our native plants, who, who we should put as our top priority. Infections are going to be the fungus that's going to attack it and make it weaker. So if this tree's got to come down, it's got to come down sooner rather than later. Uh -huh. Because you saw that other tree, what happens when this is another holocaust. you get all these things. There's no hesitation. Yeah, then it becomes uh, really, really dangerous for a climber. Oh, I usually use to one make year life as safer a, for climbers. A, as a 
extent of what I'll go up into in a dead tree, but that is species dependent. Uh, some some oh, trees species I can species dependent. All right, this is speciest. Do you do you understand the violence inherent in the system? Like this kind of discriminatory rhetoric, this speciest rhetoric, making making distinctions between different species and implying that like some species are better than others, that that uh, certain species are just genetically born with certain predilections, which are like dangerous for other species who have to be specially protected. And so because of no fault of their own, right, we're just going to wipe them out. And this is this is socially acceptable because people are so afraid of the eucalyptus lobby. An alder tree will get really rotten really fast, and they fall down. Eucalyptus oh, oh! So if a tree gets rotten, that that's bad. That like the ageism here. That that somehow it's better to be alive than to be rotten. That it's better to stand tall than to fall down. This just makes me sick. Here's I mean, a video that I've never done before or talked about. Um, I do lots of videos on eucalyptus trees, but this is like a warning about eucalyptus trees and planting them too close to your home uh, or plant. Oh, th this is like, you know, anti-sex offender rhetoric. Oh, we can't have sex offenders too close to our homes or our schools. We can't have homeless people near our homes and our schools. All right. We need to keep bad people. We need to segregate them from the rest of society and, and put them in prisons. Right. What this guy wants to do is take eucalypti and put them in plant prison. And everyone thinks, oh, this is OK. It's the most rank speciesism. Planting them over top of your favorite plants, kind of like these favorite plants. So see right there, that's uh, eucalyptus. Okay, so he's, he's about to tell you that eucalypti are going to outcompete the native plants. And therefore, the native plants, they need discrimination. They need government intervention. Right? They need the heavy hand of government to come in and regulate and limit the use of these, these vibrant you know, immigration trees who just so happen to be out-competing the natives who are just too lazy, but their blood is too tired, they're just too old and stuck in their ways. I mean, the eucalyptus trees are incredibly innovative. It's firewood. And uh, that's actually from a branch that came off the tree. Look at the size of that branch. That is massive. I'll put my foot by it so you can see. That's just a branch. Oh, so this species, just because it's big and strong and vibrant and sucking up a lot of water and just because it, it can, you know, get, get caught on fire, that somehow it's not worthy to play with our native plants, that we need to discriminate. This is like Jim Crow all over again, but against eucalypti. Right. This is like what he wants to institute is separate drinking fountains for eucalyptus trees. Right. Oh, we got to keep, you know, these dangerous immigrant eucalypti. We got to keep them away from our vital bodily fluids. Right. We can't let them suck on our essential fluids, you know, on our native water supply. Right. Because they'll just outcompete the native plants for water. So, no, we need them to go use a different water fountain, right? This is just Jim Crow for plants. This is Jim Crow for trees. It makes me sick. And no one will stand up because they're too damn afraid of the eucalyptus lobby who have, like, seized the high ground of our biggest universities, our most prestigious magazines. They run our movie studios. They run our TV networks. 
they dominate our courts. Like they're they're like an infestation, and, and and no one will stand up and say the problem is the eucalyptus, right? I am willing to name the eucalypti. Who among you is willing to name the eucalypti? I'm willing to say that we have a eucalyptus infestation problem in our midst, and and when you walk down the street and you see a eucalyptus tree, do you think, oh, that's an American? That's a real American there. That, that's a real Californian there. That's just like a total native Los Angelino. No, they are not one of us. They are foreign to us, right? They are not of our blood and soil. They are strangers among us who just clothe themselves to look like other trees. Like just, oh, we're just another species. No big deal, bro. You know, what about the radical love and inclusion? And uh, then a 75-foot one fell across there. You saw the video. That's the root ball there. That So just because a 75-foot tree wants to fall or just because some, some lending bank, you know, was a little too innovative, just because some merchant bank was like kind of got over its head with derivatives, was releasing all these really innovative financial products and it, you know, there's a hitch and it falls. And now you want to like point it out and say, oh, that's bad. You know, we, we want to regulate you more. You need to use a different water fountain. Lifted up the palm. The stump is down here, left a gaping hole that I'm in the process of filling up. But anyway, I got all the firewood bucked up. So the problem with eucalyptus trees is that they can be brittle in heavy, wet snow. So you can see up there a branch broke off. Okay, so guess what? Not everyone is equally supple. I mean, I'm a 56-year-old man, and I would say I'm probably in the top 1% of, of suppleness for a 56-year-old man because I do the Alexander Technique. Well, not all eucalypti do the Alexander Technique, but if they were simply instructed, if, if the government would fund Alexander Technique education for eucalypti, we wouldn't have this problem. They wouldn't be so brittle. They wouldn't be falling down all over the place. They would sway. Right, they would sway with the wind and the snow and the rain and the earthquakes. Right, they would be all brittle and, and and stiff. Right, when you when you're stiff and brittle in your body, you'll be brittle and stiff in your thinking and in your emotions. Right, these trees simply need Alexander technique lessons, and I'd be willing to provide these lessons at a very reasonable price. Off, that's the big one right there that I've sawed up with the chainsaw, and then another one busted off right there. And another one broke off up there. These are 100 feet tall. So if I had my way again, uh, planting eucalyptus trees, I wouldn't plant them uh, so close to the house. Our house is here. Oh, we got to keep the eucalypti away from our homes, guys. I was like, I'm not anti-eucalypti. I just don't want them near my home. I, I have no problem with eucalypti. I just don't want them going to my school. I have no problem with eucalypti. I just don't want them in my town or in my community or in my country but i have no abstract problem with eucalypti i just don't want them close to me here and we've taken a few of these out and uh i think we're, we're talking about actually getting these cut down oh god this and is how cut down low the if you get them started. cut down low we'll get them cut down to about here right. they want to go after little baby eucalypti who've never hurt anyone all right eucalypti that are like six months old you know just absolutely adorable that just kind of gaze up in your eyes 
right? Look, every garden needs a eucalypti. Like every grove needs eucalypti. Every plant needs a eucalyptus watching over it and competing with it for water. Competition makes everybody better. You can never have too many eucalypti. Like I'm all about the free market. Free the eucalypti. Let the eucalypti bang and burn and explode. I say let a thousand eucalypti bloom. Eucalyptus cucks. I don't fear the eucalyptus lobby. I am not afraid of the eucalypti mafia. Right? You're telling me, oh, the eucalypti mafia, they run this town. You'll never eat lunch in this town again after this video. Yeah, they, they've threatened to cancel me. Well, they don't do this to me. I am so mad at these people. I am so mad. Right? I'm coming back here a thousand times if I have to. They don't do this to me. My ancestors enslaved those little pieces of trees. They don't do this to me. We're going to ritualistically humiliate them. These little shoots eaten by koala bears, well, they get ruled by people like me. We're going to destroy spiritually these invasive trees. We're just going to wreck this town. All right. I mean, that's the kind of hatred that I'm so opposed to. They'll re-sprout back again. They will regrow again and um, keep them small. I'm going to cut those. We've had those ones cut down and they're re-sprouted back again. I'm going to have to cut them again. But The eucalyptus lobby has stalked me for years. I remember a few years ago, I came out of my home at 3 a.m. I had a lot of work to do that day. And there was someone going through my trash, like trying to find incriminating material. When I came out of my home, they saw me. They just like ran off, jumped into their SUV, you know, took off at a high rate of knots. So I know what it's like to be stalked by this lobby. What can I say? Here I stand, I can do no other, so help me God. Right? You can, you can live your whole life on your knees, or you can live perhaps just one day on your feet, and you can stand up to the eucalyptus lobby. These have to go because if they drop branches, they're going to damage the house. And they are getting so big, these things. I grew them all from seed. So we've had several cut down over the years for firewood. We've had this one cut down. And we got it cut down low enough. It never actually came back, thank goodness. And then those ones are sprouting back again. But I'm going to take the pruners. And I'm going to cut the top off of those. But these guys are very dangerous trees close to your uh, buildings. And the roots are surface roots. Look, I know what you're thinking. You know, batter my heart, O eucalypti, for you as yet, but knock, breathe, shine, and seek to mend, that I may rise and stand. Overthrow me, bend your force to break, blow, burn, and make me new. I, like a usurped town to another do, labor to admit you, but oh, to no end. Reason your viceroy in me should defend, but is captive, proves weak or untrue, yet dearly I love you, and would be love fain, but am betrothed unto your enemy. Divorce me, untie me, or break that knot again. Take me to you, imprison me, for I, except you enthrall me, shall never be free, nor ever chaste, except you ravish me. Oh, wait, that's the latest poem from Milo Yiannopoulos. Whoops. Right? So they could wreck a foundation. These are far enough away, and there's a lot of rock in here. They're not making it. All this negative stuff about uh, eucalyptus, man, it, it just it just it makes me sick. Like, like people saying, oh, eucalyptus catch fire, and that's bad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh. Oh, just because they burn, because they're filled with oil and they burn, therefore we're just going to discriminate against them? 
Like, just because they burn at a high rate. All right, so eucalyptus trees, they're just 12% of the population, but they make up 56% of the fires, and therefore we're going to discriminate against them? I don't think that's okay. Yeah, there's, there's been, you know, a little Sky bit of... Drone 5 giving us a bird's eye view of a grove of eucalyptus trees in the South Bay. The non-native tree grows all over the Bay Area, and they pose a real risk when it comes to wildfires. KPIX 57 Feely oh. on a new wild... Oh, so just because they, they commit an unusual number of fires, that's because of the discrimination that they have faced. It's because of what society has done to them. Society has told them that... You know, you should feel bad because you're committing so many fires, right? They have experienced so much hatred from the time they were just little shoots. They've experienced discrimination. They've been spat upon. And, and a lot of other people like to, like, pet them, you know, just run their fingers, you know, over their bark as though it's okay. And so after hundreds and hundreds of years of slavery, now, now the eucalypti are finally living free and people want to destroy them. Wildfire raising new questions about these trees. Devin? Yeah, eucalyptus trees and eucalyptus groves are everywhere in California. And because of their highly flammable nature, even a quarter century after the Oakland Hills fire, the efforts to remove... Oh, you're just fine. You said you're just fine with the eucalypti tree, but you don't want them marrying your daughter? I mean, you don't have anything against eucalypti? but you don't want them marrying into your family, right? You're a bigot, right? You say, oh, that wood smells nice when it's burned, right? That's what people used to say around Auschwitz. Makes me sick. Move or thin them have been decidedly mixed. Do you know why eucalypti is so dominant, right? Because they tend to live in urban centers and they have above average IQs. That's why there are so many eucalypti chess champions and, and great physicists and Nobel Prize winning economists. The eucalyptus tree uh, has a high oil content. Planted by the... That's, they're committing the essentialist fallacy that there is like something essential to eucalypti when, as we all know, eucalypti simply respond to circumstance and situation. There's nothing essentially oily about a eucalyptus tree. Right? That is just a response to centuries and centuries of discrimination, racism, uh, violence, and bigotry. So they, they developed oil as a defense against that bigotry. And to like try to boil it down and say, oh, eucalyptus, they have a lot of oil in them. Therefore, they're more dangerous and, and they're more likely to catch on fire and, and more likely to be damaging when they catch on fire. Like, they're suffering from the essentialist fallacy that there's like something essential about a Jew or there's something essential about a black man or there's like something essential about a eucalyptus. It's a fallacy. And if you don't believe me, just look up the essentialist fallacy. Millions by early settlers, eucalyptus trees remain a defining feature of California's landscape, despite a well-known and sadly well-documented history, including the devastating Oakland Hills fire of being highly flammable. Eucalyptus is a hardwood, and because of uh, the oils in it, it does burn with a lot more energy 
and therefore uh, that's not inherent to who eucalypti are that is a learned response to centuries of humiliation and racism it gives off a lot of heat if californians needed a reminder of the potential threat posed by these non-native trees look no further than portugal where a massive wildfire fueled by eucalyptus groves has killed more than 60 people and left a charred, blackened landscape in its wake. The eucalyptus uh, tends to slough off some of their bark and their leaves, which create a high uh, fuel loading in the groves. In the aftermath of the Oakland Hills fire, there was an effort to remove or thin eucalyptus groves. But 26 years later, we found plenty of eucalyptus. Just like Switzerland, right? They didn't want too many Jews in Switzerland, so they just always trying to thin the herd. Trees in the Santa Cruz Mountains, San Jose, the East Bay, and beyond. The efforts to remove them either scattershot or ineffectual. We have eucalyptus groves throughout California. And, and so what they're really saying is we need a final solution to the eucalyptus question. That's what's really going on here. But nobody will speak up. Nobody will name the eucalypti. In various areas, especially along the coastal lines. And so uh, it does create uh, issues. But despite that, there doesn't appear to be money, manpower, or perhaps the will to remove them. People are unwilling to wrestle with the implications of the eucalyptus question. I mean, you can't even talk about it publicly. Like, try going into a bar talking about the eucalyptus question. All right, you'll just you'll just get shut down. So back to back to this book, new book here. Biography of scientist E.O. Wilson, A Life in Nature. And look at this really racist chart here. So they're saying that. The more immigration you bring in, all right, it, it it leads to extinction of existing species. Right? I mean, this is this is just so racist. Everyone knows that immigration is awesome. So Jared Diamond talked about the island dilemma. Right? If most of a habitat is destroyed and just a fraction of the area saved as a reserve, the reserve will initially contain more species than it can hold at equilibrium. So the excess number of species will gradually go extinct. The smaller the reserve, the higher will be the extinction rates. Different species require different minimum areas to have a reasonable chance of survival. Different species require different minimal areas to have a reasonable chance of survival? I mean, that just sounds so racist. There's nothing essentially different about uh, by any species. Right, species learn to fly, or they learn to bite people simply as as a reaction to the educational system and to our criminal justice system. Right? Every every species at heart just wants to live and to love, just like you and me.